0: Welcome to Dare a New Belief, a place to discover what is possible for your life after the loss of a loved one, and where you will find inspiration, insight, support, and love and hopefully a bit of laughter to help you through your day. Now, here's your host, Nada Hogan.
1: Welcome to Dare a New Belief, where you will find light and life, love and joy, healing, faith and hope, a place where you get to believe in what is possible for your life. And today I have the great honor and privilege to welcome back Donna Mathewitz. Donna is an inspirational speaker and author and strives to leave a legacy of hope, healing, and forgiveness by sharing her story of loss, grief, and resiliency. She began working in the arena of loss and grief, and I said 1997, but I think it's 1992. We'll talk about that. Following the death of two teenage sons within two years. I mean, my God, I can't even imagine that. Donna is the author of What Have You Done Since I Left and A Journal for Your Journey. She has also created a card deck. It's awesome. And Donna has been married to a wonderful man, Dick, for 48 years. And they have four children, three very special grandchildren, and have fostered three children from three different countries. Donna, welcome back. Thank you for being here. Well, I'm happy to be back. Thank you. <laughs> I'm thrilled to have you back. So for the listeners, if you haven't listened to part one, please go back and listen to part one so you can get caught up to where we're where we're at. But Donna's work began after losing two of her sons. Her first son, um, Tim, was sixteen years old when when he was um, fatally shot with a handgun. And my God, my heart just dropped when you said that. I I am just so sorry. And she had a um, you know, and I don't know the, the age of Oleg who came yeah, from he was, red, he was 15. He was 15. 15. Okay, 15. And he came from a Ukrainian orf- orphanage. So that is where I would like to pick up the conversation. If we can if we can start talking. Um, about Oleg and the journey with that because I cannot imagine losing, to lose one child is unfathomable, but then to lose two children, I just cannot imagine how you were able to do that. So if we can talk a little bit about how Oleg came over, he was in the uh, Ukrainian orphanage, but he came over here um, to the states, and then you guys were taking care of him. He had cancer. And if we can just kind of pick it up and and take it from there, so we can so we can just be in this with you, Donna.
0: Sure. well, I, I do believe that there were many people thinking that we maybe were really in some kind of trouble in our in the grief we were already experiencing after Tim's death when we said yes to taking a young boy into our home who we knew had cancer. Mm. And let alone, he didn't speak any English. Oh, <laughs> um, wow. So I, I, but, you know, and I do believe, you know, any of us who've gone through traumatic loss, like we have, um, you know, there is this grief fog, you know, and I, I think it's real. And we don't think clearly. That's, I think, part of the reason, I guess we recommend not to make any sudden changes for at least a year, because mm. we probably aren't real responsible during those times and I guess, you know, us taking again uh, at about a year and a half after Tim's death, I, I don't know. We sat down together as a couple and we kind of said, well, here's the reasons we shouldn't and here's the reasons we should or, or can. And that list of why we still really could was longer. And so uh, I was home full time. My husband was working. Our daughter was um, away at college. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Um, we had two empty bedrooms, and uh, I guess I just felt, well, why can't we do this? I have a lot of time on my hands, and what better way to spend it than maybe helping a child to live? So yeah. we we said yes, and um, he came, and um, <laughs> I, I know it sounds kind of out there, but really it was almost like he was an angel that was sent to our home. He oh. was an amazingly easy, easy child um, he learned to speak English in record time. He, he had this little Ukrainian English dictionary. He would set me down at the clock at the kitchen table every day, sometimes twice a day, because he was that anxious to learn English. And he was very bright. Uh, we could tell he had a wonderful mind. Uh, and he, he wanted to learn and he did. He was understanding us within the first probably two months and, yeah. Two months after that, he was speaking very clear English that anyone could understand. And uh, we did have um, Oksana who came as his translator for us. She spent probably a couple of weeks in our home with us with Oleg. That was, of course, really helpful.
1: Yeah. And
0: um, and then after that, she would visit. She would meet us at the hospital for his inpatient chemotherapy treatments. Uh, and then other than that, he would just, if he needed to tell someone like we weren't understanding, he would get her on the phone and she'd help us understand. So it really didn't seem um, like such a chore at all to have him there, you know, not speaking English at first. It was really kind of a, a challenge and almost like a, <laughs> a, a a little one learning to talk. He's <laughs> like, oh, look at what he learned today. Oh, maybe <laughs> he, knew that. And he, had a, he had this great, he had this great sense of humor. He was very witty and um we laughed a lot and and he he loved um now you know he did come out of a a ukrainian orphanage and he just loved life here i think he he thought he'd landed in heaven when he got to Hastings. Mm -hmm. so um and compared to where he came from it was it was pretty cool so he was just this delight to have and so you know and as as i said in in our first part last week that, you know, Tim's circumstance was I saw him off to school uh, on a Friday morning, and the next time I saw my beautiful, strong, athletic son um, was in his casket on Monday afternoon. Mm-hmm. With Oleg, we did it all. We, you know, we went through it all with him, and um, mm-hmm. we did the Make-A-Wish trip, and we had hospice care in our home, and um, it, it's, it couldn't have been done any better. Um, I'm, of course, very... I so wish he could have stayed longer. I think he would have made his, you know, a mark on the world, but he made a mark on our world in those six and a half months. And so he needed us, but we needed him too. And so uh, it was, it was such a give and take. And he was just, uh, we, we still, we still laugh. We, We still say some Ukrainian phrases that he would say to us. We still use some of those things. Or or we put we you know we try to sound Ukrainian when we use a word we do we still and we're talking now 26 years ago that he passed away but
1: he was just this
0: amazing guy and he just loved us I mean we could be sitting on the couch next to each other and we maybe watching TV and he'd come down and he'd he wiggled his skinny little butt right between us on the couch because he wanted to be off So, it was, You know, and that's why I say he was like an angel. He wasn't any trouble. He just was very, um, he just, yeah, he didn't cause us any problems and it, it was hard to see him go, but he even did that in stride. And, you know, he, he knew that we'd see him again someday and um, that was the good news. So, but you know, the painful parts were having to talk to him about, that death looked like what was going to have to happen because nothing we were all done with chemo and, um, th- something had he had started, metastasizing. and, you know, we all know the rest of the story when those things happened and we had to have that talk. And there is some really, uh, you know, that can play over some of those t- discussions with him, like it happened yesterday, mm-hmm. um, which were hard, but he, um, he did his best to do his best until he couldn't anymore yes man
1: i'm telling you because i can't i can't imagine because that has to be i mean i literally cannot imagine that you're having to tell this child what is happening and especially and i and i i don't know because at that time was he understanding what you were saying in english or did you have to have an interpreter oh, to
0: be oh no no he was you know because it it was you know probably a, a month before he died that we you know finally he it, it happened that he was had He's sitting in the living room. I'm in the kitchen, and he says, "I'm um, so, no more medicine." And I thought, hmm, I have to be honest because he was very bright. I knew I couldn't, you know, string him along or or not be truthful. And yeah. and so I sat down with him and I, I just said, "Well, Oleg, unless there's a miracle, there is nothing else that the doctors can do. There is no more medicine." And he said, "So I'm going to die," mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, and he said, this isn't fair. Um, You know, I I, I was in Ukraine with nothing. And I come here and he said, I have everything I could ever want. And now I'm going to die. You know, how do you overcome that? It's like, you're right. It's not fair. (laughs) You're right. It's not fair at all. Um, But he was just, yeah. Yeah, so we, you know, and and I I guess now this far out of all that, I've looked at this and said, well, God, I believe that God knew what I was going to do with this. And so, um, you know, he gave me the experience of, of losing Tim in a tragic, sudden way. And then I got the experience of Oleg because I, you know, it was cancer and caregiving and all those things that so many people do every day. And so now I can relate to both because I've we've experienced it both ways. Um, didn't make it easy, but I see now, you know, how we can see more clearly once we're <laughs> removed from it for a while. And hindsight is twenty twenty. And I guess I realize it's all part of what makes me well-rounded to be able to speak to people in grief, no matter how it happened. Um, yeah, yeah.
1: I just imagine. That after losing your son, um, Tim, and then with um, Oleg coming a year and a half later, that your heart had to be, of course, still grieving and still healing, but also so open and so full of love to be able to um, bring another little one, even though I, he's 15, but still, you know, there are yeah. kids, kids, there are little ones, and, and bring another another one in and knowing that, that he was ill. Um, yeah. I mean I just can't imagine the the love that just pours from your heart and mm-hmm. and how and and just the way you said it because you said, um, he had landed. He felt like he had landed in heaven in mm-hmm. Hades, and he was like an angel mm-hmm. for you guys. I mean, it just to me, it's yeah. just it has divine divinity, just yeah. written all over yeah. it. And um
0: that's how I feel too. yeah yeah,
1: so beautiful, so beautiful. yeah and did it? Did it help having Oleg here with you? Did it help to heal um, for you and 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 for Dick and for Jill? Did it help for the for all of you to be able to heal um, the loss of Tim? Did, do you think he played a, a
0: big part in that? Um, I think I think to some degree, but I also think it might have um, it might have caused me to put my grief of Tim's death on a shelf. Mm -hmm. and and it and it wasn't it it wasn't done yet (laughs) you know I think I might have uh, set it aside because I was so involved with Oleg um and so when he died then that was still there you know there might have been dust on it but once I brushed the dust off it was still there Mm -hmm. so I think there was still work to be done um you know and really as you know we we work through this. This is something we carry with us the rest of our lives. You know, it doesn't, 28 years later, 26 years later, um, there are still times um, that I, that I'm more, I feel more like I'm truly grieving, Um, you know, the holidays and the birthdays and the anniversaries and the, you know, uh, the family gatherings where it's just so, you know, it's just so evident that these guys are missing and, and whoever else they would have brought with them. Are not here mm-hmm. and so those are still hard and I to tell people that um, because there's still people uh, who, who just hope it all just goes away I hope I, I hope I don't have to feel like this forever it's like well I think you'll you'll feel pieces of this forever I, you know I don't want to lie to them and tell them yeah just give yourself another few years it'll it's like how could that be anyway that w- how could any imagine anyone imagine not thinking about your child who's not here ever mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, you know, it doesn't make sense that we would ever yeah. be over it. That you know, these little phrases that we we don't like hearing, get over it and move on and all that. It's like that's not mm-hmm. possible, right? And um, you know, and that's another part. If you want to go this direction about um, you know, the, the passion I have for helping people in active grief. The other side of that is is helping people to be helpers. Um, I think we are we fall short as, as a society, um, in, in ways that we can be really, uh, holding a a place for people in grief. Uh, our, you know, our, our culture doesn't do well with this. We don't want to talk. We want people to get over it. We want people to stop talking about their loved one. We don't want to feel uncomfortable. And so Mm -hmm. in, in the book that I just, that just came out, um, I have a, a section of that. I call it come alongside, and I was able to interview, I think it was eight people, all who I've met through different grief groups that I've been part of. Um, some had lost a spouse and some had lost children, and there was a couple suicides. And uh, I asked them if they would help contribute to the book by answering three questions. One, what helped you? Two, what did not help you? And the third one was, have you found any kind of meaning or or hope um, since your loved one's death and so they were all very honest I they wrote you know they emailed me what they wrote and I edited really nothing <laughs> um, and you know and there is some repetition but I thought you know what for those reading it who need to learn more or want to learn more about this I'm if it's if this if eight people all said a couple of the same things that must mean there's some validity in that <laughs> yeah. so you know pay attention <laughs> Um, but it was, you know, and that's some of the comments I'm getting from people after they read it is like, thank you. I I learned, yes, thank you. I, I, I want to be better at this. I want to know what I should say and what I shouldn't say. And, you know, is it too late to send a card a month later? And, you know, is it okay to bring up their name? And I mean, all the things that, that we say, no, it's not too late. Yes. Say their name. You know <laughs> yeah. you know, all the things and I know I can I know you understand exactly what I'm saying, Nita after the you know, the loss of your daughter. Yeah. There's so many things that people just don't know and they're so uncomfortable and it makes me sad because and so part of my campaign is to let's get better at this, you know, and that's what I speak to other groups about, other than grief groups. I go to other places and talk about do you wanna get better? Do you wanna not have such sweaty palms when you walk up in the In the reception line at the visitation, because you're going to have a a word or no words, (laughs) but Mm -hmm. just, you know, a gentle hug and I care and I'm so sorry, whatever, you know, but that that part really kind of I get going on that because I think there's there's work to be done.
1: Oh, my gosh. Absolutely. And I can't tell you how many times. You could you could feel the awkwardness in a conversation because somebody oh, would say yeah. something. Are you doing okay? Or you know, yeah. because for me it's been only twelve years, and it's always yeah. it is so amazing to me how as time just continues to move on. When um, shortly after Dara's passing, my mailman—I don't even know how he knew, but it was two weeks after her passing—and he had said he lost yeah. his daughter um, three mm-hmm. years ago from mm-hmm. breast cancer. And um, mm. he just said, it, it's hell. And, and I hate telling you this, but I just want you to know that it, it's hell and you never completely recover from this. And I just mm. thought, oh my God, are you asleep <laughs> in three years? In three years, I'm going to yeah. have it all together. I'm going yeah. to understand this. Yeah. I'm be wrapped around it and my heart will feel better. Uh-huh. And
0: no, you know, I mean, it's, no. <laughs> it's better. We better. And darn, he was, he was right. <laughs> he was yes, right.
1: yes. So even when you say 28 years and 26 yeah. years and, and I'm thinking as a listener, it's like my gosh, that's that's a lifetime. That's somebody's yeah. whole lifetime and, and you still feel that pain and it's like yes, mm-hmm. yes, because yeah. it's your child yeah. and, and that's what I tell people, right. and that's that's why it was so important for me to be able to find a way and I had said for um 10 years, how can I say Dara's name? all of the time without people going, oh my God, there's that crazy woman talking about her dead mm-hmm. daughter again. And yeah, then like, yeah. boom, Dara New Belief yeah. podcast. So I get to say Dara, like, I don't know, three, yeah. four, five, you know, 50
0: times a, a yeah. week. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I know that's I, what I tell people. I am privileged with my speaking that yeah. I get to keep oleg and tim's memory alive because i tell their stories all the time and i wrote about them and and now people know them both better because they've read about them and you know because when i when i actually when i speak to a grief group well any group i don't i don't talk a lot about oleg because you know the story of tim alone gives me so much to talk about as far as the whole Mm -hmm. grief journey but i do mention that you know that we lost a second child and um you know, but there's so much more to his story, and and that's fun to be able to share that in some ways now too. But yeah, yeah it's, it's 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 just a challenge, and people, you know, and people will look at me with these these you know grief eyes that we we know what those look like. That you know, you see, you can see into their souls through the, how the look in their face, and and they say, well, how much? When was it? How long did it take before mm. whatever fill in the blank? And it's like. You know, my thought is, do I lie to them, or you know? And so I try as gently as I can to say, well, this, you know, if if you're if 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 we all got to do what we what we what we know is the right order of things, we would all die before our children die, and we would we would love them to death till our death, right? Right.
1: So why
0: would we not love them with that much intensity, even though they're not here? Like, <laughs> you yeah. know. Yeah. You know yeah. just because they are physically not in our life, um you know we 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 bring them with us we we they're 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 part of the tapestry who makes us who we are now, right? absolutely, yes, yeah. it doesn't stop yeah. it no doesn't
1: stop and, and and they continue weaving that tapestry as the years yes. go on while we're navigating it um without mm-hmm. them here. It's uh, right. you know you were saying that when you when you're speaking to people and being able to keep Tim's memory and Oleg's memory alive as you're sharing these stories and and how it is because that's exactly what we want that's exactly what we want to be able to do is to keep those memories alive and to keep them mm-hmm. with us side by side with us as we're navigating all of this and I think for the yeah. people who are able to hear that to know that I don't. Have to shut that piece of me down. I don't have no. to be quiet there. I get to continue, you know, and, and helping other people learn how to be helpers. And then I can continue talking about my child and saying their name and and mm-hmm. just when we get to help one another and and hold our hand out to help one other person take another step. My God, the healing that's in that—it's
0: just so powerful. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it has this amazing pebble effect that goes, you know. Because if we can be healthier and help someone else be healthier, you know, our world needs so much more of that. So much yeah. more of that. Oh, my
1: goodness. Absolutely. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. All of the time. And not just because of what we're going through with COVID. No, right? Now. No, we need it no. all of the time. But, I mean, it, it's such a great message now for to help people to know that, um, you know, you can go through tragedies and and you still can. Um, be able to help other people navigate, and you still can live a full life, yes. fully engaged. Right.
0: With it. Yes.
1: Yes. Oh yes. my goodness! So,
0: oh, I go have ahead. this wonderful quote. This wonderful. Let I me. Mean, this wonderful quote that I I found this little um, garden stone a few years ago. Uh, it was actually at at Cub Foods in their seasonal section, and it uh, just says, "The greatest gift we can give to those who have left us is to live fully in their place." And oh. I use that quote. All the time. I say that all the time, you know, and I say I want to make I want to make my boys proud of me when we are reunited and and that's where the title of the book came from. What have you done Mm -hmm. since I left? And if I do, I have time to share the story of where that name came, that title came from. okay. so it's in one of our, you know, we facilitate two different grief groups in town. One is what I call the general grief group. It's, It's almost entirely a spousal loss. Um, And then we have this group called Gone Too Soon, which is just for child loss. And um, it was in one of the groups. um, Sometimes, you know, we had people, of course, have people come in who are maybe it's been very recent since the loss of their loved one. And they're they're quite even almost despondent and really barely made it to the meeting and and really don't really care that much about whatever they thought they maybe should be doing or what they used to do and uh, just kind of lost lost any zest for life. And I don't usually have to say anything because someone else in the group who is further along their journey will say, but what would he or she want you to do? Mm. And it was during one of those conversations that my husband said he kind of just didn't hear what we were saying anymore. But he, he had this little 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 video that started going through his head. He said he envisioned himself. He had died. My husband had died. And he was meeting Tim in heaven. And there was, of course, this amazing reunion um, and then eventually they sat down at a table and across from each other. And Tim reached out for his dad's hands and Dixie was really excited. Eyes were big. And he said, dad, tell me everything you've done since I left. Oh. And so that's where the title of the book came from. What have you done since I left? Oh, <laughs> and I often leave a group with that thought. And I can tell the wheels are turning because it's like, yeah. wow. I said, I said, I said, I don't know that that's going to happen. I'm not. I can't guarantee that will happen. But what? What if it does? Yeah. What if that question is asked of you? How do you want to answer it? And how, if the tables were turned, how yeah. would you want your loved one answering it? Yes.
1: Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Exactly.
0: And I, I go
1: with the exact same theory. And I know that was the thing that got me through is i because yes. i constantly i i would i would flip it around and say like what would i be mm-hmm. saying today? and i'd be saying oh my yeah. god are you serious live you're down there come yeah. on it's great yeah. i'm watching everything get yeah. out there and live and do it yeah. and it would just be a little bit of a spark of life a little bit more that mm-hmm. okay I, I can take a shower today or whatever yeah. little thing, yeah you know yeah.
0: So. That's, right. that's
1: right oh my goodness yeah. So Donna, I I'm so honored. And I'm just so honored and so privileged to have you here with us, and I can't wait to get my hand on both of your books. And of course, that will be in the show notes because, of course, we we've, we've run out of time. This thirty minutes was by like there's just a blink of an it eye. There sure does. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, there's so much more to talk about. We need to have to pick this up again. So. Yeah. um, Uh, On your website, which is unfinishedbydesign.com, is Donna's information and her um, speaking, um, what do I want to say, speaking availability to contact you um, for speaking. And would you purchase, you purchase the books from your website also, correct?
0: Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. When you purchase from my website, I actually stock some of those books myself. So I will sign any book that they purchase will be signed
1: as well. Okay. All right. Awesome. Fantastic. Fantastic. Okay. So that will be in the show notes, um, Donna's website. So you can get your hands on the books and I can't wait to, I can't wait to do that. I love the title. What have you done since I left? And the other, um, book title was a journey, a journal for your journey, um, and and the journey card decks. So, um, with great honor and, um, um, great homage to Tim and to Oleg, and to you, and Dick, and Jill, and your other two children. Thank you. Or other, I guess it would be than one other child. Thank you so much. Thank you for sharing and being with us and just being in such a light in a world that we know how dark that can be. Um, thank you, Donna, for being here and sharing with us.
0: You're welcome. Thank you. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, my goodness. And for all of the listeners, I know that there's information in there that that would help you. And please pass this on to somebody else who you know can, can uh, use some light and some hope and a lift up. So until next week, thank you all for being here. Have a beautiful week. Thank you again, Donna, and bye-bye for now.
0: Thank you for spending time with us today. Please go to nadahogan.com for show notes and other information you can use right away. If you like what you heard here, please subscribe to our show. And don't forget to rate and review right there on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever you get your shows. And don't forget to tell your friends about it. We'll see you next week.